Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm Yutunde, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutunde, ready to talk about professional development for counselors? Yes, yes. So today's episode, we're going to share what we thought were great um, opportunities for professional development when we first started, and then maybe mention a few others other than the two major that we're going to talk about, right, um, that we think... If you're a new counselor, you definitely should have these on your radar. So I think one of the first ones for me is like, you know, working in California and the community colleges, and we had a lot of students that transferred to the CSU system, the California State University system. So one of the things I really enjoy going to is the CSU um, counselor, community college counselor conference, because I learned from so many different things. You know, maybe I'm hearing about financial aid, maybe I'm hearing about evaluation, maybe I'm hearing about um, the institution, like what are some of the the most impacted majors, especially for me as a STEM counselor, I hear a lot about like, what are the impacted STEM majors and how do we make sure that students um, set them up best for eligibility for applying to those CSUs? Are there certain GPA requirements? Are there certain course requirements? What am I getting? How do I learn? And so I think just going to those conferences, one is it kind of inspires you. I feel like it's really inspiring. It's the beginning kind of a fall. You're getting really excited for the year. And then you're just meet, meeting people, networking, and just getting like the CSU representatives, um, pre-admissions counselor, admissions counselors, admissions representatives, like their cards and networking with them and really creating that establishing that rapport with them to me is something that I was really that really helped me as a new counselor just because I came from outside the community college system so when I entered it was just kind of a different um an opportunity to just expand my network right mm-hmm. yeah I you know expanding your network that's one of the great I mean just meeting other counselors yes <laughs> um there's so many benefits. So for me, definitely, um, one of the main ways um, that I really developed professionally was uh, attending ETS every year. And I think I attended it every year for the first four years um, of being a counselor, so um, during the tenure process. Um, and so if you don't know what ETS is, uh, Ensuring Transfer Success, that is the UC transfer conference it's annual there's usually one in northern california one in southern california um, of course during the covid years they were they were virtual um and then of course there may be some sessions in between right but typically there's there's two um and you know and it's um uh usually in may right i that that can i think that changes yeah, but it's typically in may, may. Yeah. So for me, what I loved about it was, um, you know, they they always have a beginning counselor workshop. So every year, even, you know, even though they know they get repeat attendees, they still have a beginner counselor series, right? They don't take it for granted that everyone knows everything. And that was something that I really appreciated. It's like they don't talk to you as if, you know, you're expected to know everything. Um, and so I think for new counselors, that's really critical. I think also, um, I really appreciated meeting campus reps who 
are more than willing to give you their card or, hey, if you have a question, reach out to me. And you always think, well, what are the odds that I'm going to ever need? <laughs> and, to, and, gen- <laughs> and to be honest with you, you probably won't have to, right? There are lots of ways to get in touch with people on all of these campuses. However, there was one time I met someone at ETS that um, worked as an admissions rep for one of our close UCs in our area. And um, just by by fluke, a few weeks later, I had a student who had just been admitted to that campus, was transferring, and had a problem. And so I emailed him and I said, you know, we just met. I know we just met at ETS, but this is the problem our student is having. And he remembered not only did he remember me, he helped my student. And it was a major issue. It was something with um, um, accidentally withdrawing his application on the website. Oh, my god! It was like a major thing that really was a problem. And he was able to restore the student's application. You know, I'm not saying everyone's going to do that. So please don't. <laughs> For informational purposes only, remember, (laughs) every situation is unique. But just being able to do that for the student was was such a relief. And so, you know, in addition to just the learning, but the connections you make. Absolutely. And just kind of what you're saying is, is just sometimes it's so much nicer when you see a face, right? Versus you're just kind of doing a cold email i can't imagine how many emails are getting it's admissions time sometimes you know and so but if you go to the conference you meet them face to face and you reach out to them and being able to have that that again or that warm handoff to the student right that they can connect with somebody and they can get the help or the support they need because it's kind of like a little bit of a transition process, right? You know, they're going from us, they're going to a new school, so they got to learn all those new systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, one of the things um, I think that makes our, our jobs difficult but also make keeps our jobs interesting is that there's always changes. Like, you can guarantee there'll be a change. And so these are ways to make sure you go into these types of conferences are ways to make sure that you sort of stay in the loop. Now, we've mentioned ETS, we've mentioned the CSU uh, Transfer Counselors Conference, but what other, what other ones would you recommend, if any? So one of the other ones that I would recommend, you know, I'm STEM counselor again. So UC Davis holds like a pre-health conference and typically it's for for students as well as for um, counselors or, you know, they have a little bit of something for everybody. But there's a lot of these conferences out there and webinars out there for like STEM students. So one of the things that I would recommend would be that UC Davis pre-health conference if you're a STEM Uh, counselor out there that I would definitely look into to attend as well as joining an organization that you feel comfortable with that you feel like that way that you can get kind of that bigger network and the other thing that I do is I actually check in with different counselors that I work with or different um, classified professionals even just kind of hear like what are some of the professional development that you do because it may not necessarily just be for transferring mm-hmm. right it may be something for personal maybe mm-hmm. something for just taking care of yourself maybe managing leading whatever it may be and so that's the beauty of education I feel like there's so many things out there and the more tools that you have in your toolbox the better you can serve the student right so I always again 
you know me, big optimist, always starting to think about just developing every day. So, mm-hmm. you know what, before we wrap up, and maybe this will be my one thing, I want to just touch on what you just said is that about asking your colleagues what supplemental training they're doing. Because recently in talking to a colleague, I learned that she had done, you know, equity training in terms of um, how to write an equitable, um, equity, you know, based syllabus for her class. Mm. Um, She had done uh, trauma training. She had done, uh, you know, inclusion training and team based, (coughs) teamwork based training. Um, just all sorts of things that you wouldn't even think were professional development, but, um, you know, because we tend to think student service focused, but all the other things, you know, just the interpersonal parts of our job and, um, and some of the more academic or managerial aspects of working in education, those are all, you know, opportunities for professional development and what I've learned and and this will be my one thing is that there is no training that's ever gone to waste like they've all been useful at some point so what would be your one thing you know I think I'm going to say I'm going to just kind of piggyback off yours is try something different right try something different of course go to the CSU's ETS conference but try something different outside your comfort zone. You never know. You never know what's going to help you professional de- develop. And you might find a whole new world out there that you just love and you could help and you can support. And maybe you're doing counseling for a few years and then you start getting into counseling, but doing a whole different direction and serving in a different way. And you're keeping yourself like just motivated from burning out and just doing different things. So that would be my my one thing. Just keep learning. (laughs) All right, listeners, remember this podcast is for informational purposes only. And please rate, review, and subscribe. We're trying to get to 100 followers. So if you can share, that would be really, really helpful for us. So we really appreciate uh, your support. Yutende, do you mind letting our listeners know where they could find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's CC and at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning. <laughs>